Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Billy. And I'm Emily. And we're just an everyday couple trying to stumble our way through a plant-based keto lifestyle. Thank you for joining us. We're super excited. This is our 20th episode. We have a lot of really cool topics today to get through, but we did want to say thank you. Before we get started, if you are thinking about changing your diet or your lifestyle, please consult an expert before doing so, just to make sure that it is the right uh, journey for you. Let's get started with frequent topics of discussion around uh, keto and plant-based diets. So this week's topic for our discussion was certain foods are not allowed on keto. You know, it's one of those things where we post a lot of things to Instagram and finding the right amount of carbs and foods, things that were originally off limits to us maybe when we were doing a regular keto diet, now that we're on a plant-based might not. So I definitely think that it's important to you know, kind of think about this idea of if you are switching to plant-based, you know, yes, keto police, as you would call it, might come into to play and, and tell you this, this, or that, mm -hmm. but everybody's journey with this is a little bit different. And really the most important thing that, you know, I think we're going to discuss more is, is, is really maximizing how your macros fit into your daily and, and weekly, you know, diet. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people online who have been sold this idea of of the lowest carbs makes you the best at keto. Um, and we're very much not in that vein of thinking. We realize that everybody needs a different amount of the different macros. So you need to find what works for you. And that might be a higher level of carbs. It might be less carbs, whatever works for you. Um, but there's lots of people who are willing to give their opinion of whether that's a non-keto friendly food or not. I think the one that we see a lot, particularly on plant-based is chickpeas or garbanzo beans, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people are saying they're too carby. You shouldn't be eating them. Mm -hmm. And I do agree for protein, it is relatively carby, but we have a, you know, sometimes we have a few more carbs in our day. Sometimes we've had a bigger workout. You know, we make it work and it, it's just interesting that a lot of people feel emboldened to tell us it shouldn't work when it does. I think what's important when you're looking at plant-based versus regular keto, and we've talked about this in the past, you have to adjust your mindset of mm -hmm. how many carbs is considered low carb right? You know, on a regular keto diet, it is easy to get under 20 car net carbs a day. It's not hard at all, if not even lower than that. But I think once you start adding in plant-based items and having to incorporate the idea that there are a few more carbs, that's where it gets tricky. And I think that, you know, you run down this like zero sum game when you're trying to chase the lowest carbs, like we talked about on a previous episode. Yeah. And so when people see that you're eating something that's maybe seven or eight net carbs per serving that is a you know when you're looking at one or two maybe zero versus seven or eight that is a huge yeah. difference when you think like for us we try and stay between 30 and 35 net carbs a day yeah. and i would say that that is a bit higher on the on the keto for a regular keto but i think within plant-based keto i think that that is allowing us to still maintain a keto diet mm -hmm maintain eating enough food that we're not starving ourselves yeah. and still seeing weekly results, which I think is important. And it's really that results thing. You know, you don't necessarily have to go to absolute zero if 50 works or if 40 works or mm -hmm. if 35 works. I think sometimes we go too far to the other spectrum. And then when we start pulling back to a maintained diet, that's where we start getting in trouble later down the road. And we ran into that when we were doing regular keto, we kind of got into a more maintained diet, loosened up the reins a little bit, and it just went all sorts of wonky. But we weren't, we went wonky not because we were eating more carbs, but we, because we weren't managing our macros. Like you had said, we'd gone too low before. So our carbs, before we kind of loosened up the reins and tried to do more, more maintained, were like 
as close to zero as possible. Yeah. And that's really just not healthy. And we have talked about this in like kind of outside of this of, of it's hard to tell if we had lost weight those last few months because we were actually doing keto properly or we just weren't eating enough. And I think seeing that huge bounce back of when we did add more, I think that has kind of let us know that it was just we weren't eating enough. So we are very much, you know, a few more carbs doesn't hurt anyone. It definitely keeps you nourished and keeps you able to keep going. And and I think there's a lot of people that are out there that are still in that, like you said, zero sum mm-hmm. mindset. And for us, I think one of the other things that we're running into is, is when you're looking at a plant-based or a vegan keto diet, you know, a lot of things are being used to get those products to a lower carb, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. You have to really think about, okay, am I trying to be as clean as possible with my eating or I'm okay with having, having a little bit of substitutes that maybe the quality is not quite there, but I'm still hitting those macros. So it's, it's really a conversation that should be had before you get started and, and define the terms of your keto diet. Do you want keto diet to be as low carb as possible to hit all your goals? Or are you looking at it from a long-term, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to do keto because I know it works for me or I want to try it. Mm-hmm. And do I want to be as clean as possible with, with what I'm eating? You know, uh, spinach is a good example of it has a few more carbs, but it's just spinach at the end of the day, right? And it still has a lot of good vitamins and nutrients. And so I think it's really having that that conversation of not only do you want to do keto, but how are you planning on approaching it and then adjusting the mindset accordingly? And then unfortunately, there will be those people that they're obviously doing it a little bit different or they have a different idea of how the diet works. So they're, they might you know, be emboldened to tell you that eating a specific food is not quite within the realms of keto. Yeah, I also think it's it's good to kind of go in with that mindset of what do I want out of it. But I also think it's important to go into this with the mindset of things may change and I may have to adjust. That's why we include the adjustments in our episodes because it isn't uh, you start on this path and you just keep moving forward regardless. It does require some adaptation as, as your lifestyle changes, as what you're eating changes, as just life around you changes. So I think being really open to recognizing how it makes you feel, mm-hmm. are you losing, are you are you happy with the process, and then adjusting is really important. And sometimes that means adding a few more carbs in you can have a few more foods that you like. You can have um, a bit less restriction, less that feeling. And that feeling happy with it and making slower progress. For us, we definitely have prioritized is much more important than mm-hmm. just the fastest possible progress. Kind of to loop back to certain foods are not allowed. Obviously, we've talked about how lots of people are willing to tell you what's not allowed. There are a lot of ways to still make the foods that you want fit into a lower carb diet. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we sort of approach it of... There's lots of variations on foods. There's lots of lower carb versions, lower sugar versions that you can still have that hopefully meet that need that you have, that craving that you have, and you can still stay on track. So for example, we've talked about lots of different products. Bread would be a big one or carbs, right? That like really bready feeling. There's low carb tortillas that you can find in any supermarket. They're great for when you just need that that fix. Or the Chompy's bread, we've talked about that. If you just want some toast, you just want a sandwich mm-hmm. or something like that, those are great ways to feel like you're having that real thing but not feel restricted, right? Mm-hmm. We count our exercise against our total net carbs for the day. So mm-hmm. if we think we're going to have something that maybe has a few more carbs, that's just an extra walk for us. You know, mm-hmm. it's two pieces of Chompy's and half an avocado is five net carbs generally, mm-hmm. give or take, depending on how big the avocado is. So realistically, that's an hour walk and that mm-hmm. has been 
you know, completely negated. You know, if you're going to allow yourself a few more carbs for that day, and it may not be every day, then, you know, maybe your exercise is just kind of, you add in an extra walk or something like that to kind of compensate for that is, is a good way. And that's something that we do constantly. Yeah, I think that's a good way to, to balance out those scales, for sure. I think there's also just so many options out on the market mm-hmm. right now. We obviously are going through as many as we can one week <laughs> um, to find some good ones. This is a popular thing to be doing right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sort of building off of Atkins years ago, and now Keto is a big thing in that public sphere. So there are lots of companies vying for that market share. So I think just being aware of trying new things and testing it out. Some things are not so great, but some things are really good and are really worth it. And you don't feel like you need the real thing anymore because the keto version is good enough. Mm -hmm. So I think just being open to try new things and give it a a try is always helpful as well because there are products out there that taste good, feel like the real thing, but don't upset your macros. Yeah, and if you do have that sweet tooth, we have talked in in length about sweets. I think basically once an episode we were talking about either a protein (laughs) bar or sweets. And I think what's important about that is is there are options out there. Uh, If you need to satisfy that craving, we have found that it is more important to just have it and move Mm -hmm. on than kind of sit around and pine about it. And then all of a sudden it becomes a bigger deal. Whereas having... A handful of, of chocolate chips or a peanut butter cup or two peanut butter cups whatever yeah. it may be and it meets that need you move on you're good to go so i think that it's uh one of the things is, is if you are going to have something that is high in carbs or you are craving something uh, this isn't like a just go out and eat everything you want but this is a you know sometimes the most sense is just have it and move on so mm-hmm. you, you're not dwelling on it for sure and i think that's one of you just have one cheat meal just have that one meal that you've really been craving and then get back on it, it really doesn't set you back far. I think what sets you back in that progress to losing weight, if that's what you're using keto for, is the one cheat meal that turns into a week of cheat meals that turns Mm. into a month, you know. (laughs) One meal really doesn't upset the sort of rhythm you're in as much as some people would like you to believe. Yeah, so I think along the lines of the myth, are certain foods not allowed on keto? Yes, there are some foods that you should not eat. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that are, you know, a box of pasta is not going <laughs> to be keto friendly, but we all know that. I think when it comes to things that are naturally low in carbs mm-hmm. and they can be fit, they can fit within your macros. I think that everything is on the table as long as you're balancing it within your daily macros. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't think that there's anything that isn't allowed. I think proportionally you can rule some things out when it comes mm-hmm. to how many carbs they just normally have. But From a standpoint of that, I think everything can fit depending on your level and what you're doing. Yeah, there's lots of low-carb versions of things if you're craving it. And there's lots of ways to sub in things to still meet that need. So definitely there's not foods that we would say are are banned other than peanuts. Definitely stay (laughs) away from peanuts. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're still not doing those. (laughs) Um, But everything else, you can find a substitute and still enjoy it. And if you really just want that one food, just have it. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. So talking about foods and things that we enjoy, let's talk about is it worth it in our product for this week. So this week we were looking into, I mean, sweet things. Like you said, Mm -hmm. we love sweet things. (laughs) And there's a brand that I have seen advertised for a long time. It's definitely a lot of other people um, doing keto. I've seen them eat, or not seen them eat, but seen them promote it before. 
And so I thought we should look into it. I'd never tried it before, but it's called Chuck Zero. Mm -hmm. So initially, it's a sweets brand that is keto-centered. So they do chocolate chips, peanut butter cups. They do some syrups. They actually have keto buck. I assume it's chocolate with different things mixed mm -hmm. into it. And then they have just straight chocolate squares. Now, obviously, they have some products as it's keto-focused that are not vegan. So the chocolate chips, peanut butter cups, or the chocolate squares... The white chocolate or milk chocolate do have some milk product in them, so are not vegan. However, their dark chocolate products are vegan. So we just tried the dark chocolate ones, because obviously those are the only vegan ones. And we tried the dark chocolate chips and the peanut butter cups. Yeah, and I really like them. I think the, the one thing from a taste standpoint, like when you're substituting a lot of things and you're utilizing you know different variations of sugar to keep the carbs low... Sometimes you can get that funky before flavor or after flavor, and I didn't find that they really had any weird flavor other than they were just enjoyable. So mm -hmm. I definitely, I think that we we really liked them. Uh, the one thing that I was a little bummed out about is, is when it showed up, it, mm -hmm. was, it was definitely melted, but it was, you know, over 95 degrees yeah. plus a lot of humidity in Atlanta. So that might have just been where they were shipping to. So they, they may not have, they probably didn't have a lot of control over that. But once we got everything cooled down and unmelted, it was, I think it was really good. And the flavor was good. And I think when you have a good flavor, you're not constantly chasing that like taste that you're looking for. So you're not as apt to eat as much, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And to give them their juice, they sent it in a cooler bag box thing. Um, with an ice pack in there. So they do, I think, recognize that it's summer and they're shipping chocolate. <laughs> so it will melt. So I think they tried to negate some of that. But obviously just getting to us, they ship from California. So it was just too far. And that little ice cooler bag wasn't going to last multiple days. Um, so they tried, but it just was too far for us and did come melted free. The taste was good. Um, and it, it felt very much like real chocolate and we did have the peanut butter cups before we like realized the peanut butter thing was maybe an issue so that is uh one of the things is is if you are still incorporating peanut butter for us obviously we it it seems to have been a big deal within our daily intake but the peanut butter cups when we had them uh, they're really good they really mm -hmm. hit the spot and they really gave that you know i've had a few keto friendly peanut butter cups in the past that have like a weird texture or weird taste and these didn't have any of that which was really nice yeah definitely i think we fully enjoyed the product themselves the chocolate chips were great we just ate them as normal but they obviously melted a fairly regular consistency so you could cook with them mm -hmm. i think that's what they're aimed to be is that they are more like baking chips right that you can cook with them but you can definitely just eat them like we did so they would work as just a regular substitute for chocolate I will say that they can be a bit pricey. So a package of six peanut butter cups, and I'm talking small ones, like not giant peanut butter cups. They're definitely bite size. A pack for that is $5. So it's not the cheapest thing out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it definitely adds up. If you're going to stock a house full of people, it would, a bag of six peanut butter cups wouldn't last you very long. So it is a pricier product. I think it's aimed at like that keto market again, where it's you're probably only having one or two because of your carbs. You're trying to keep it as low as possible. Um, but each peanut butter cup was just one carb. So it was a fairly low carb and very tasty treat. Yeah. Yeah. And from a price standpoint, I think that you're going to 
have uh, you're going to find similar portions on anything that is claiming to be keto. I know the other keto peanut butter cups that we've tried in the past uh, that were not vegan, they were fairly small in size. And so I think that from a price standpoint, it's in line with a lot of stuff that advertises as keto or mm -hmm. low carb. So yeah. I think that obviously you, you can't just buy it over the counter at like a grocery store. So that gives it a little bit of a, a challenge because you do have to have it shipped. So shipping yeah. might end up driving up the cost a little bit. But mm -hmm. I would say if you're not thinking about price and you're thinking about taste only, I would definitely say that they are worth it. I agree. I I mean, we placed a second order with them because it's worth it for us. So we definitely enjoy it. Um, it's nice to have some somewhat regular tasting chocolate. That's definitely something I miss um, now that we are plant-based and, and keto. So it's nice to have a nice good tasting uh, substitute definitely worth it yeah so we'll put a link in the description below so you can go check out their website they like like uh, emily said they have a lot of really great products that you know you may not be necessarily looking at it from a vegan standpoint but mm -hmm. for a keto base so give them a look and see what you think and you know always hit us up and let us know what you what you thought we're we're always loving to hear uh, feedback on the, on the products that we recommend so So this week, wins, fails, and adjustments. I think that from a win standpoint, we're really, we're kind of, you know, kind of just going along. I mean, we're not seeing a lot of huge progresses that you would see at the beginning of like your keto life cycle. Um, but, you know, we're still going down in the scales a little mm -hmm. bit here and there. We did have a big weekend. We had a lot, we kind of indulged a little bit this last weekend. So we are coming off that. We know that there's a lot of water weight involved in when you have a carbier meal and things like that. So you bounce back pretty quickly and we're bouncing back and still going in the right direction. As for fails, I guess you could say that we did have a cheat meal this last weekend, but I wouldn't consider that a fail. I think that it's important to incorporate cheat meals into your, your routine. And Given the current state of everything that's going on, I think it's important to really port your kind of mental health over your like, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds in a week. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's it's more important to make sure that you're, you know, not pushing your stress levels and things like that outside the bound of what is comfortable uh, just to be down in a, a pound more this week than you would have in two weeks. So I think that that's what's more important in our opinion. And that's why we... Decided to kind of loosen the reins this weekend, have a cheat meal. We're obviously getting back on track, back to our normal eating. And and I think that that kind of rolls into our adjustments. Yeah, for our adjustments, we're moving away from tracking so much. I think tracking is helpful. We definitely have loved using the app Carb Manager, but it does become a bit of a burden sometimes. And, and so we're moving away to just be a bit more intuitive. We know what meals are well-balanced. We know what is carbia, what's less carbia. So we're going to just try. We'll see mm -hmm. how it goes. But focusing on just trusting our intuition and trusting our bodies of this is what I feel like. I know it's low-carb enough, so it'll be good. Um, obviously, that comes from over a year of us tracking our macros and knowing, okay, this isn't enough fat or this is, so I think it really comes after a long time of tracking. It's not something I would suggest if you're just starting because it definitely takes a long time to get used to what's carbia, what's not carbia, mm -hmm. what has enough fat in it, what doesn't. So it comes from learning over the, over a year of doing that. But I think it's just something we would like to do, prioritize maybe 
stepping away from that obsessive tracking. And even if that means, like you said, slowing down our progress, we're all right with that because it will be less less obsessive, less things to constantly be tracking and, and having to keep track of. Yeah, definitely. And when we are doing regular keto, we got in a pretty good rhythm of where we had like five or six go-to dishes that we knew worked every mm-hmm. time. And, and I think that's kind of what we're in the in the process of after coming off of a a cheat weekend and that we're just trying to get back into that rhythm to we both have a goal weight but we're not as concerned because we're more concerned about longevity and mm-hmm. and keeping with it and making sure that this is something that lasts a long time so that's more important to us so we're okay with maybe loosening up the reins because the obsessiveness that we found with tracking can be a bit crazy and that kind of stems back to what we were talking about at the very beginning is mm-hmm. You know, you get people that are more obsessed with being as low as they possibly can with their net carbs daily, that they're not looking at it as a, we're still trying to maintain a level of nutrition and food and intake that is not, you know, detrimental to our health. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, that's really the episode. Thank you so much for joining. We hope you enjoyed our, you know, keto topic of, you know, the keto police and watch out for them. (laughs) And you will find that even when you do stuff that's low carb, people are always apt to add their opinion it is it is the best part about uh you know social media as everyone gets an opinion we also hope you get a chance to check out chalk zero we really enjoyed their chocolate Mm -hmm. and from a standpoint of low carb and vegan it really fits within our our daily lives and uh you know we look forward to seeing you next week if you want to see any more additional information we all we post recipes and other stuff on our blog at consumeforgood.com and we always like to throw pictures of what we're eating up on uh instagram at Consume for Good. So look forward to seeing you next week.